Chris um, is has a disability right now. Yes. Busted my eardrum. He oh, did. How did you do that? Playing the drums. Diving into deep water. You, you weren't uh, using a Q-tip irresponsibly, were you? That's the only no. way to use them. No. Irresponsibly. irresponsibly. You just stick them right in and go. It's all fun and games You're until like, ee, ee, your ee. eardrum busts. I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. Boy, do we have a show for you. Romney Navarro is actually out this week. And when the cat's away, the mice will play. Chris Mariquin and Melanie Guest from Streamline Funding are going to walk you through the loan originations process so that you, as a real estate investor, know what to expect from beginning until you get your money. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit streamlinefunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Well, I guess as Romney Navarro would say, here we are again, another episode of the Firestarters podcast. But Romney is out of town. And in fact, he's out of the country. May we? So this week, I, Sean Harris, am hijacking the Firestarters podcast, and as co-conspirators, I've enlisted two of the heaviest hitters here at Streamline Funding. As we've said before, when you want chicken, you go see the colonel. <laughs> you know him, you love him. Chris, the Colonel Mariquin. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I really hope that nickname does not stick, but thank you, Sean. <laughs> I'm going to see to it that it does. Also joining us in the Streamline studios today, one of my favorite people. She's the sunshine of Streamline. She's the one who gets shit done. <gasps> Melanie, the hammer of God, guest. <laughs> The Colonel. Hammer of God is really good. I think it's appropriate for you too. I want my name plaque changed. I will I'll talk yes. to Kim about thank that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. So I really first first off I want to thank the both of you for going rogue with me on this episode. Um and since Romney's not here, do you know what that means? Any Anything guesses? goes? Oh. It means <laughs> that this is gonna be the best episode ever. He really is weighing the podcast down. Yeah, he's really dragging us down. I think we've got a lot to offer, and he just just 
jabber jaws. And, I know. And it's just, like, what are you talking yeah, about? I mean, come on. So, blah, blah, so that's blah. why this week, <laughs> this week's topic is 10 things we all hate about Romney Navarro. Is, is 10 enough or do we need Hit to it, bump Colonel. it up to 20? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, we're not talking about that. Actually, this week we're going to be talking. Um, we're going to basically be giving you guys an overview of the, the loan process. So if you're a real estate investor and you're looking for a hard money loan, what can you expect when you come to Streamline Funding? So Chris, Melanie, I'm a borrower. I've got a project in mind. I call you guys. I'm looking for a loan. What's the first thing that happens? Can, can we call this segment Streamline You? Is that, is that what? Hey, you know, Streamline I think University. that's actually... I like that a lot. Let's do it. Colonel. Um, well, I can tell you, so I know that it's funny because I think a lot of people are intimidated by loans in general, and they shouldn't be, whether it's uh, just a home loan, a, a, for, a, you know, for purchasing a homestead, a retail loan, mm-hmm. which is a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of financing options out there, and it's really not, it's not hard at all. People, I think people need to be made more aware of it. Construction loans are also not that difficult. And that's really more what we specialize in. That's Mm -hmm. all we do. 99% of our loans are construction loans. Yeah. Correct. Um, But I I am on the front end helping people identify the opportunity. And that's, I think that's really the biggest piece, the hardest piece for any investor. It's the deal. Is the deal finding, finding the deal? The deal. Yeah. But once you have it, and I've looked at it, and we agree to move forward, we call in the closer, mm-hmm. aka the hammer, the hammer of, of God, God. Hammer Melanie, of God. literal God. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, I guess. So, so then, what what do I need to bring to you to get started? Well. Really, I feel like the colonel should back up for a second and talk about the things that we're going to need to get from from him to to myself. It's pretty standard. It's a pretty easy application process. Fair enough. Yeah. Correct. So I like to split up any loan into two segments. Um, we always start with the client due diligence. Mm-hmm. So we talk to a ton of real estate investors and a lot of them do want to get pre-qualified ready to go so when that opportunity comes they can they can move on it quickly Um, so the first thing we're gonna do is underwrite them and that so we have an application a very simple application getting to know them the the big you know the, the takeaways from the application the things that we the non-starters, bankruptcies in the past few years, any foreclosures, any tax liens, open judgments, or any criminal background. So so I guess that pretty much disqualifies me right off the you, bat. You and most of your friends and family. Yeah. Correct. Let me make it very yeah. clear that if you've had a criminal conviction, it doesn't mean we won't give you a loan or consider your application. What we're looking for are crimes or convictions related to financial. How do I explain this? Yeah, I don't yeah. want, to, I don't so want you're anyone talking, to think. 
You're yeah. talking fraud, embezzling. Exactly. I don't money want laundering, people to think mafia you know, activity. Yeah. Okay. I had a crazy night. It was 20. It was one night. And, yeah. you know, no. Okay. Gotcha. You can fill out the application. But okay. if you want to tell us your stories about your crazy nights when you're filling out the application, we'd I love think to hear them. That's, that's really fun. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, feel close. Okay. So, so those are the first <laughs> criteria. So, what, what are the other kind of criteria for underwriting, right? Um, so the next phase would be, and this is still in the client due diligence segment, mm-hmm. we're looking sure. at experience, and that's a really simple measurement. It's how many properties have you flipped and or sold in the past three to five years. Okay. Uh, the more recent, the better, of course. And um, of course, you know, we're talking about varying degrees of construction loans that we write. Okay. So from fix and flips to spec new construction, to community development, there's even the kind of the weird outliers like luxury flips. If you flip 10 homes and they were all 200K, you know, we're gonna, and now you wanna flip a $2 million home, we're gonna probably, we're gonna need to talk about that, and make sure it's yeah. a fit. But uh, qualifying experience is very simple. Uh, we wanna see sold properties, and that doesn't rule anyone out. That's just a part of how we structure a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then of course, there's the credit. So credit and background, we're gonna. That also helps us price. So we, that's a that's a measurement of risk. Again, yeah. there there isn't a floor, but I will say, our guys do a pretty good job. Most of the people we're working with, um, whenever we give them the application, they come back, they they fill everything out, they mm-hmm. show us what they've done, whether they have or haven't. And then we can we can tell them kind of what to expect going forward. Okay. So phase two, the deal, right? Right. And this can happen in a day. This could happen. What we have, we've had a five year relationship, and then we eventually close the loan. So it's, it can lovely. take a while. Yeah. yeah. But um, everyone's different. Everyone finds deals at different times. Um, but the deal due diligence is a little bit. Uh, more of a process because you're usually under the clock. You know, the shot clock starts as soon as these guys find a property. Sure. But I would say that's kind of, that's where we shine. We understand, we're, we're a one-trick pony. Uh, we do one thing, we do it very well. So when someone does source a deal, we're ready to go. We're, it's the only thing that we care about. Yeah. Let's make sure that we get them everything they need set expectations, set timelines, and get that due diligence in. So I'll run it down real quick. It's pretty simple. Cost and values kind of is my, what I always say, we just need to understand cost and values. So Sean, what did you buy the property for? Okay, got it. How much is it gonna cost to fix it up? Okay, got it. And this is all preliminary at first, right? Because I know that you're gonna gonna iron out those numbers once you have a little bit more time, once you talk to your team. But, uh, and then value. So once it's all fixed up and built, what kind of, what, what is the asset worth? And then supporting docs for all of that. Okay. So, so I guess you're, you're looking at the um, estimated market value after the project is complete mm-hmm. and you're kind of analyzing the construction budget and that sort of thing as part of the underwriting process, correct? Correct. So it comes to me first and I'd take a look at it you know, I am not a construction expert. I am not an appraiser. I am not an inspector. 
So right. uh, I can see pretty you're high just, level. You're just a colonel. I'm just a colonel, and I love chicken, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, no, but I can, you know, I can, I've seen enough to be dangerous, and so I do try to yeah. set expectations, but ultimately we do have a process behind the process. But yeah. most of that is stuff that you'll never even know about. And there's somebody who's actually qualified to do the underwriting, who does the underwriting? That's what I'm it's told. It's not you. That's what I'm told. Yeah, okay. Yikes. So, <laughs> so at what point, if I'm a borrower, and, and we've gone through this process, at what point do I get handed off to the sunshine of Streamline? It's really a wonderful thing to look forward to um, because she does a great job. Mm. But mm-hmm. we make that handoff at different times for different construction loans. Yeah. So you know that we do all, you know, a couple of varying asset types from flips, new construction, to multifamily and community community development, development, right? Um, After you've given me all the due diligence and it's passed all of my smell tests Mm -hmm. and we have a term sheet signed from you, you get to hang out with Melanie. Sweet, all right. So let's talk about that. What, is, what does that look like? When, it, when I come to you, what, mm-hmm. what's our first interaction? What can I expect? Well, I usually call you uh-huh. and tell you hello okay. if I've never spoken with you before. Otherwise, awesome. I just try to stay out of your hair as much as possible. But no, the next step in our due diligence process, it's, it's the appraisal. Okay. And the um, third-party inspection, if, if needed, for your construction budget. Sure. Um, there's also, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, and you can just cut this part out. But honestly, when we start the appraisal process, um, should we mention the fee? I know this can be cut out, but do you want me to? Yeah, why not? It's a fee. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, I don't want to be like, you don't have to worry about this. And then they're like, you think third party right? fees is what you're talking about, right? Yes, exactly. So when it's time to go ahead and order the appraisal, We'll go ahead, we'll send you an invoice, and we'll go ahead and we'll get that process started for you. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a third-party appraisal, just third to be clear. This is a third-party appraisal. We're not evaluating the property ourselves. No, so. we're not doing that. Yeah. We are, but we're, we're also hiring a third-party. Sure, sure. We're, we're not going on our, our own opinion alone. Our no, reconciliation but. of internal valuation? No, no, we, we are not. <laughs> no, we're using a third-party appraiser to figure out what the value of the project is. In conjunction with that, we do um, seek a broker's price opinion Okay. Um, on every single project. Okay. Um, we so you like, kind of have multiple data points. Yeah, we like to at. use multiple sources to give us an indication of what the value may be um, right now, and uh-huh. then also, for instance, in 90 days in our community development projects, we ask for what the valuation may be today and even a year from now. Okay. So we're trying to home in on what the value is in a very specific way so that we make sure that we make responsible lending decisions and that our clients are protected. Mm-hmm. We always want to be honest with our clients about whether or not they're looking at a, at a project that may not be lucrative. We don't want you to waste your time either. Yeah. So yeah. Really and important. actually, that's a really good point, because if, we, if we're looking at a deal and we don't think it can be successful, we're not going to fund it. <laughs> right? No. And we're, we will not. <laughs> we're protecting ourselves 
But we're also protecting the borrower, right? I mean, we're telling you, dude, look, the numbers just don't add up. This is going to be a, a complete failure for you. Yeah. And, don't do it. And we'll make- We're not giving you money. See ya. Yeah, and, and we'll make absolutely sure that you understand how that decision was arrived at. You know, mm-hmm. we, we won't, we're not just going to say, it was lovely talking with you. We'll, we'll see you on the next yeah. one. If you want to know Peace. why this wasn't <laughs> good for you, yeah. then we'll let you know. But I mean, like that's in, uh, along the same lines, if, if an investment looks like it's going to be highly lucrative, we're going to tell you all the reasons why it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be pretty transparent with return on investment information mm-hmm. once an appraisal has come back. Well, we also, I mean, we, we want our clients to become better investors over mm-hmm. time, you know, and, and we've talked, Chris, about, uh, you know, the evolution of the investor and, and how a lot, of, uh, a lot of our current longtime investors have come to us originally as with little fix and flip projects here and there, and they, they've kind of grown and, and maybe moved into new construction and larger projects as well. So this is kind of like part of that process. We want to educate people. We want them to grow. Yep, correct. And we also have people who just stay in the little fix and flip business and then but do And they're really good at it. Forty a year or yeah. you know, yeah. or do two X every year or that's right. grow if the that's business. That's their special sauce then by all means. Yeah, and we've been wrong before too. So sure. if any of you guys are listening and saying, Hey, he he turned me down and it turned out to be a good deal, that's definitely happened. Sure. Um yeah. but I would like to actually I know for a fact that we're we're right a lot more than we are wrong. It's just yeah. sometimes it's hard to it's predict hard the future. To, it's hard yeah, to predict the and future. Yeah, the market valuations. The you know, and my appraisers. We talk about this on a regular basis. Is so often what you're what you're going to receive in evaluation is what the most probable value would be today. Mm-hmm. not the highest possible. And, you know, in the state of Texas, you see these, we just have a very healthy economy at the moment, and housing prices um, continue to rise, sure. sales prices continue to rise. So, of course, there is the chance that once you finish a project eight months from now, it's going to be sell for more than what you saw in the valuation that we sent you when you closed. Mm-hmm. In, I, in an ideal situation, that valuation is, is lower than what you're selling the property for today. Mm-hmm. So if we've ever been quote unquote wrong, I hope it was for all the right reasons. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of different factors at play, obviously, because oh, you, for yeah. one, you have time. You have market conditions, right? You have quality of construction, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or even, you know, it, it, is the is this house going to be appealing uh, to anybody whenever it hits the market? So there's a lot of moving pieces there, and I, I know you guys are really good at kind of anticipating anticipating those pieces. Um, so what's the next step then? Got it. So while so there's a lot of moving parts that are all kind of moving in tandem with one another. And okay. there's another uh, part so of that. So it's not linear. No, nothing. Time is a flat circle, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Is, <laughs> thank you for educating thank me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so while the valuation is ongoing, that process can take, and that's 
the valuation, the appraisal really is the longest process or portion of the process that we have. So we always say that from you know, start to finish, our origination process can take seven to 10 business days at most. Yeah. The longest part of that is the valuation itself. It can take up to five business days to come back. In some mm-hmm. areas that are kind of on the outskirt of a metropolitan area, it may take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But just a heads up, that is always going to be the longest process. So while that's going on, there's other things that we're doing on the back end. We're opening title. We're making mm-hmm. sure that there's a survey available, all those sorts of logistical things that are kind of boring, mm-hmm. but that need to be done in order to make the transaction possible. Sure. So um, the other moving part where I'll be in contact with the borrower is in relation to the budget. Budget approval is absolutely necessary in order to underwrite the loan, and that process typically will involve a third-party inspector if you're looking at um, doing a renovation. And um, if you're doing a community development or a multifamily project, we're going to be using a third-party construction firm to review uh, those budgets. Um, the third-party inspectors that we have access our homes when we're doing something like a renovation, they help our internal construction control department approve budgets mm-hmm. and make sure that funds are allocated appropriately for, for certain things. Now, um, I don't know, Chris, what would you... Colonel, what would you say are some of the, I don't know, things that we see more often that may present a challenge to budget approval from our construction control department? Um, let's think about this for a minute. Yeah. I, you know, it's um, if, if you're doing the work uh, at under market, at significantly under market, we kind of we that doesn't it's a red flag. that doesn't work for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's great that you can do that, but we have to have a, a budget that's it's at least close to market. Um, that's that's one item. Sometimes there are things that are that they do not see, like mold or mm. structural yeah. problems. The, yeah, and, exactly. Those things and a lot of that stuff can't always necessarily be caught in an appraisal. It's right, absolutely I mean, not. I mean, an appraiser yeah. doesn't look at that. Right. An appraiser, a good appraiser, will tell you about but it. But but it will be inspected though. The home will be inspected. Correct. Exactly. It's separate. So that's why we have vendor, that. Ins- yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why right. we have that inspector go out there. Now, if you're doing like, you know, standard SFR new construction, you're not going to have a, a side inspection per and se. For the listeners out there, SFR single family single family residence. Yeah. yeah exactly. I just want to make sure Thank that you. we're thinking about everybody because uh, yep. SFR I, makes a lot of sense to us. But you're for right, people who you're right may not have listened guys, to us before. Guys, so. I'm sorry. The um, you know the hardest <laughs> part is that all of this is happening usually kind of with a lot of pressure all at once, very quickly. Thirty day contracts are pretty normal, and everyone mm-hmm. wants to for you know there's different degrees of construction again and then different contracts right but Mm -hmm. if you're having to build a new home you have you have to get us plans and elevations and Mm -hmm. that is always a challenge yeah prior to to close right yeah and Mm -hmm. so earlier melanie you said that you know seven to ten days is a typical timeline Mm -hmm. for us to fund a loan but that obviously is 
wholly contingent upon the borrower providing us what we need when we need it. Exactly. And we are very transparent with the items that we need in order to get things moving. Right up front. I have created a lovely due diligence checklist that goes out with every loan application so you can see exactly what you need. So you don't have to worry about potentially missing some item that's necessary to get the process going. Right. You're welcome. That's because... We are highly experienced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've done hundreds, nay, thousands of these <laughs> loans. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of reps, right? A mm-hmm. lot of reps. So, okay. So, say we go through the underwriting process. You know, the, the deal looks looks favorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get your budget approved. Okay. Um, yeah. When do I get my damn money? I mean, come on. What's next? What else do I have to do? We jumping through other hoops here or what's the process? So, yeah, um, after your appraisal comes back and after we've reviewed your budget and we've given approval for it, really the next steps are completely internal. What I'll do uh, is I'll, you know, either... Are they trade secrets? Not trade secrets, so just, you know, Okay. that sort of internal things. Gotcha. Okay. Which I will explain now. Okay. Uh, uh, Just explain it to the world. Yeah. Just put all of no, our secrets um, out there. I will either email or call you and tell you exactly what your loan structure looks like right now. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to seek underwriting approval for. Gotcha. Get your thumbs up on it. Make sure you're okay with what the numbers look like, what your interest rate, what your origination fee is, what your cash to close looks like. Okay. As long as you're, you know, on board We'll go ahead and we'll get that loan underwritten. And typically that process can take anywhere from half a day to a whole business day, depending on what time of the month it is. Mm-hmm. Right now is June the 27th. It is a very busy time of the month. Mm-hmm. So and to, to that I'm thinking point, about that I'd, right now, I'd like actually. to thank you <laughs> ag- again and probably profusely for uh, taking you know a few minutes out to, to talk to us about this on, on is, the podcast. It's is my pleasure. But yeah, um, we'll go ahead and we'll do that underwriting process. Once um, the underwriter, whose name is Edward, and he's a lovely human being. He's has, a very nice guy. He is salt o' the earth. Yes, He really absolutely. is. Um, Eddie will go ahead, give me the thumbs up, and I'll get some final terms out to you. You'll sign those, mm-hmm. and then we'll go ahead and we'll prepare to close. We're going to order your loan docs. We're going to get them over to the title company. Um, our closer, her name is Anita. She's also amazing. Yeah. Um, she'll go ahead. She'll contact you, make sure that we have um, other items in place that are necessary for the transaction, like your builder's risk insurance. We do require that. Um, yeah. It's one of those more boring not so sexy requirements but but necessary but necessary yeah. we do need, need to make sure you have builders risk insurance sure for your construction project so what are we going to say chris i'm looking for the abridged version of this so sean can cut it and mm-hmm. put it at the front of the podcast do they have a mm-hmm. t t l d l too long don't listen t l d r but the podcast version okay so anyway, after, <laughs> after the loan docs are received by the title company, you'll, you'll sign and, you know, you'll give us your cashier's check. Yeah. And then you're closed. Boom. That's, that's it. Well, that's actually, that sounds pretty simple. It sounds it like a... 
pretty quick process, at least for the borrower. It's kind of a, an in-depth process for us yeah, uh, because there is a lot of due diligence and uh, we have protocols and processes in place for a reason. But you but, don't uh, do – I mean, like, as far as, you know, how the sausage is made, it's not – I mean, a lot of internal stuff that yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I think from a borrower's perspective, what is yeah. really, uh, really of interest is two things. A, the timeline. They want to know how quick they can close on that property, right, if they haven't yet purchased it mm -hmm. or, or how quick they can just get their money. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is going to be, you know, what do I – need to provide? What do I have to pull together, give to you, and uh, get this process moving? So really, that's what this episode is about today. And, uh, yeah. and you know, I, I really wish that we had more time to expand upon it, because obviously, what's required of someone who's coming with a simple renovation, you know, $15,000 here in completely Austin, is different than completely different than a multi-unit new construction exactly. development. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as the projects become um, more intensive, requiring more construction funds, obviously the due diligence processes are a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Absolutely. But you'll know. I will absolutely tell you what I need. Yeah. Melanie will tell you up front. So as Romney would say, let's let's get ready to land this thing here. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to be Romney since he's not here. Um I'm hope you be you, Sean. I, I okay. I'll just I'll be me. Please don't be Romney. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, I, I don't have the, the good hair, but, uh, you know. His hair is good? It's uh, fancy, isn't it? It it's looks, it's touchable, you know? <laughs> it looks like a bunny. <laughs> what? Do you want to pet him? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, okay. What? <laughs> uh, I could edit that out, but I won't. Um, so just real quick before we wrap up, is there anything else uh, that you think we, we may have left out here that's of any importance or is there anything I'm forgetting to ask uh, about the process that um, you think we should drop in here at the very end? I mean, other than how much of a pleasure it is to work with Mel, which we all know. Chris is, is nodding or not nodding. He's shaking his head. No, 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 no to what, Chris? That. Mm. We got it all. I think we really did get it all. Okay. I, I really, what I, I want people to know if they're going to come to us for a construction loan is that we are approachable. We, yeah. We're very hands-on. Or we can be hands-off if that's what you want. Sure. We, you know, we yeah. know what <laughs> you need. But I really, I want people to, to know that this is sort of a communal effort. You know sure. what I mean? We're not, you know... We're here for you. We want to do this with you. So, right. you know, don't hesitate to reach out. If you need something, I'm here. Yeah. You know? We're friendly. We're helpful folks. We're a little we're too also, friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But we're also down to business. That's true. And, and you know, we'll, we'll get you the money you need, um, assuming that the deal looks good and you look good as a borrower and you got your shit together, right? Got some experience. Simple enough. Yeah. All right. This is well, a pleasure, Sean. I'm really sad that we didn't come up with a nickname for you. Well, during you know, the last thirty minutes, you're you're just gonna have to keep thinking. But we'll uh, we'll do another one of these, and this won't be the last time you'll be on, Mel. This won't be the last time you'll be on, Colonel. 
And uh, I just want to thank you guys again for uh, hijacking the podcast with me so we could actually make an entertaining podcast for once while Romney is out of the country. So thanks again, guys. And uh, for all of you listening out there, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Best podcast ever. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week's Firestarter podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.